there was a revival in a city and everybody was invited to come to the revival. A revival is a gathering when everybody will come and then there will be a preacher and then there will be word of God that will be ministered and then there will be prayer. But here is the invitation. The person that put out the poster said, I have prayed to God and God told me that there will be rain in the city. And everybody was like, there will be rain during the revival. And that's not a good thing. But you know, all the Christians and believers and all the churchgoers thought in their minds, okay, we believe God, we believe the man of God, we know God is going to do something and we're going to go to that program. So, the day came, in the morning, everybody was preparing to go for this revival in this small city. And here is what I want us to begin to pay attention to. All the ministers, all the workers, all the people that are considered to be elderly, those that have grown in the word of God, pack their bags and their Bibles, and they're running straight for this revival. But there was only one boy, one boy in that entire city that carried an umbrella. And everybody asked him, what's wrong with you, boy? You're carrying an umbrella to a revival? He said, didn't you hear what the man of God said? Didn't you hear what the preacher said? He said, there will be rain. And I'm carrying the umbrella because I believe him. They say, you must be out of your mind. You are a boy. Well, I tell you, we know there may be rain, but really we don't think there will be rain. We know that there will be revival. But the boy said, no, but the man of God said there will be rain. I need to go with my umbrella. And some people tell, no, you don't understand how it works in the real world. That's not really what it means. The boy said, no, but I believe the man of God. He said there will be rain. So I'm going with an umbrella. I want to ask us here. Of all the big people, great people, Christians, and all the people that are in that city, who believed? And a small boy, he carried an umbrella. One thing that we must learn as a Christian is that we must grow to that point when we hear the word of God that says there will be rain, then you should carry your umbrella. When you hear the word of God that says, oh, there will be an outpouring, then you should carry your bucket if you believe it. Oh, well, we say, well, yeah, it does the word of God, but are we growing? As Christians. The measure of our growth should be the measure to which we can begin to really take the word of God as is. A lot of things that happen today that we look at church as a great place and a great honor, some art place, is we look at attendance. And there are 5,000 people there, there are 800,000 people there during the convention, during the program. Of course, this church is not as big as you might want to imagine it. And say, so, well, maybe the there's nothing happening. Well, yeah, there may be nothing physically happening, but what should be happening in our spirit individually is that we must be growing. One of the things we see as growth is money that the churches have. You know, big churches in all the different countries have a lot of money. They, 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 they have these huge things. And then they're building cathedrals, and we think that the church is growing, but the church is not the wall, it's not the building. We are the church. If we are not growing, the church is not growing. And how do we grow? We must grow by our faith becoming real like a child believing God. Like a child. When you tell your child, 
Oh, I, I know you are going to eat tonight. Your child is not doubting whether you're going to make food available. Even sometimes you know there is nothing in your pocket. There is nothing in the pantry. There is nothing in your bank account. But the child is saying, oh, my daddy said that there will be food and we're going to eat. I want us to learn today, at least make up our mind to start to grow. And I want us to understand I'm not talking as if that I have grown to the level where I want to be. I am just a child when it comes to God. And I must grow to the measure of the stature of Christ. I can't remain like this. How do I know I'm not growing? If this is exactly what I used to be last month or last year or last, you know, decade, then I have not grown. We must grow. We must grow to some level of maturity. We must grow to some level of understanding in the word of God. We have to be different. We have to change. Lack of spiritual growth is what is making us to just be tossed to and fro by everyone that's preaching to us. They tell us God is here, God is there, this is what God looks like and things like that. We must know that ministers, many ministers, even they themselves, they are not growing. They are preaching the gospel, they have a podium, they have audience, but they are not growing. They just want to speak. But inside of their heart, are they growing? What are the symptoms that I need to check in my life? Whether I'm growing. Number one, if I cannot tell my left from my right when it comes to the scriptures. When I cannot stand on the truth of the word of God. The truth of the word of God is very hard. Very hard. When I cannot commit to the word of God. I pray that the spirit of God will help us. Mark chapter 8 from verse 34. I will quickly read. Mark 8, 34. Mark chapter 8. If you have your Bible, you can share with someone beside you this morning. Mark chapter 8. I am reading from verse 34. I will read. And when Jesus had called the people to himself with his disciple also, he said to them, Anyone that desires to come after me, let him deny himself. One thing that we must learn as we are growing in Christianity is you will get to the point you will have to deny some indulgence, some things that you feel extremely comfortable with. You will have to deny those things. Oh, well, that's not good. I want to enjoy myself. I want to live a happy life. I want to be comfortable. I want to do all these great things. Yes, you want to do all those great things. But anyone whosoever who desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Discipline. We cannot grow if we're not disciplined. We cannot grow correctly if we are not disciplined. Oh, let him take up his cross and follow me. Oh, you have to learn to follow. I don't know how many of us have tried this. If you just follow a GPS to a place you have been before, but you put the GPS and the GPS is taking you through a route 
that is not the same as you have taken before. What do we usually do? You just say, I know where I'm going. The fact that I'm using this GPS, I'm just using it. And then the GPS says, turn around, bear left. And you're thinking, no, no, I know where I'm going. But here's what Jesus is saying. He says, follow me. What if Jesus tells you to do something, of course, consistent with the word of God, but not as you are used to doing it? Because you and I, I think we are pretty sure most of the things we do are correct. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it, but anyone that loses his life for my sake and gospels will save it. Thank God we learned about gospel this morning. It is the knowledge of Jesus and the plan of God for us to be saved that there is judgment coming and there is repentance available and the grace of God available and there is redemption which is paying the price to translate us from darkness to light. We must grow. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11. Hebrews 5 11. When a Christian does not grow or still trying to grow, there will be a lot of challenges. Hebrews chapter 5. You are, by now, you have learned so much. You are supposed to be teaching other people, but now you are yet not teaching other people. Why? Why is that? When we do not grow correctly, when the time comes for us to teach other people, we also look like we do not know what we're doing. Since we're dull of hearing. That's a symptom that we're not growing. When you get into a place where you should be correcting something, for example, you have a kid and your kid, a five-year-old or ten-year-old that is living in a room probably just comes in into the room and removes the shoes and just tosses that shoe around, removes the shirt and tosses that around, and removes the plate and tosses that around, and you say, you must keep your shoes alright, there is a place to keep your shoes, there is a place to keep your shirt, and that child does it one time, and the second day you see the same thing. What do you think in your heart? Oh man, this child is not growing yet, or not at least listening. It says, when we are dull of hearing, we do exactly what we used to do before. Christians, we must grow. We can't keep doing things like a child would do. We can't keep tossing our shoes. And sometimes we are expecting that God will put a camera in our houses to watch us. No, he won't do that because he sees us already. Before you even act, he knows already. So if I teach my child every day when you finish eating, take your plate and put it in the sink and do the dishes yourself. And first time, second time, and third time, what would you think if every day you have to tell your child to do the dishes? I know some of us know how to teach them that way with the back of our hands. But it's a sign that a child is not growing if a child is not adapting, changing, and beginning to do things more and more and more. What is the sign that we are not growing as Christians? When we are not adapting and changing and parking our shoes as Christians. What are the things I'm talking about? Things we used to do before, I do them no more. We sing it in Sunday schools. 
but we must do them every day. Things I used to do, I do them no more. But are we really? Are we still doing what we used to do? Oh, we love sin. Bible says, and God raised Jesus because he loved righteousness and he hates iniquity. That means you have to really, really love the right things that God wants you to do and then detest. And boy, do not even go near the things that God doesn't want. A sign of growth in our life should be that you see that you're beginning to do something more like Christ. Something more like Christ. I want us to answer this question. Am I growing? The fact that I am a minister in a church does not mean I am growing. The fact that I can speak eloquently does not mean I'm growing. In fact, there are examples that we can see in the Bible. The Bible says, and Apollos was a man that was eloquent. He can speak very well. There was a day that Priscilla and Aquila traveled and they went to the place where Apollos was teaching. They listened to him carefully and said, this man is missing something in his understanding and knowledge. And then it invited Apollos to their house. And they taught him more correctly in the word of God. Man, church, you may be sitting down there, but when you hear the word of God, when you see other people mounting podiums, doing stuff for God, and they're not correct, you must be able to invite them and say, ah, scripture does not say that. How come it thou do it this thing? That will show we're growing. You see someone that is not applying the word of God correctly, you call them and say, brother, is this not what the Bible says? How come you are doing it that way? That is a sign of growth. But of course, like I said, what we call growth these days are the things that are obvious like money and church size and the cathedrals. Of course, those things are good things. I love them. But that's not what Christ wants for us. We must grow in the word of God. Bible says, being planted in Christ. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. 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 If you're there, you can help us read. My little children in the Lord. Of whom I travail, I pray to God that you let Christ form inside of you. One element of growth is Christ forming inside of you. Can I, can I challenge us this morning and ask, is Christ forming inside of us? First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Growing in Christ. First Peter 2 verse 2. As children, yes. Okay. Desire the sincere milk to grow. Are we actually growing based on the word of God? 
I'm not saying if you're not going to church or not. I'm not saying if you're not listening to music or not. I'm not saying if you are not at least following people that are going to church. I'm asking if you are yourself desiring the Word of God. You desire to learn. You desire to understand. You desire to know what it is. You desire to know how to do the Word of God. There are too many fake Christians. And it makes other people never to believe God anyways. I just had a testimony about what happened so many years ago in a church. There were five parents. All of them have, you know, teenagers. They were supposed to go to college. They were supposed to do exams. All Christians. And five of these teenagers did exam. One failed. So the parents came one by one to give testimonies in church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My son has just been admitted to University of Kansas. You know, the Lord has blessed him. He has done great things. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, yes, praise the Lord. Second parent, third parent, the fourth parent. The fifth one could not come to testify. And you know what this mother did? When she got home, she called the son. I know you are a good boy, but I feel strongly that there is a sin in your life. That is why you have not passed the exam. What is going on? Shall we pray? Should we still cancel with God? What is going on? And the boy, having done nothing, he has tried his best. Basically said, Mommy, don't worry. I will try again next time. Say, well, you try next time. But see, I have not been able to give testimony in church like other people. And then this boy, being concerned in his heart because he knows his friend, he went to the first son. I say, your mom gave testimony today. Tell me what happened. How did you pass the exam? Because we studied together. I said, do not mind my mom. Because, you know, the grace that I got, I had to engineer and manufacture it through something. I was not the one that did the real exam. No, my mom actually helped me to get someone to pass the exam. I said, oh, is that you? I said, well, yeah, don't mind her. And then he went to the second one. He said, well, how did it happen? He said, well, there is one chief that was in that other system that helped me so that I can pass very well. And it went to almost all of them. But the testimonies in the church was not that. And this boy said in himself, there is no truth anyway. And the mom was telling him, maybe because there is a sin in your life. But desiring the truth Makes these boys to know the reality, even though what appears to be reality is the testimonies they were given in church. If we do not desire the truth in the scriptures, oh, some people will sell us fake Jesus. They will sell us fake salvation. They will sell us all these shiny little things that we think it is. Oh, you will hear other people's testimony and you will feel, oh, maybe I'm a terrible sinner. That's why God is not helping me. Desire the word of God. If you desire the word of God to grow, you must learn to study the word of God. I'm not telling you Bible is easy to read. You will read Bible sometimes, you will not like it. You will read Bible sometimes, it won't make too much sense. You will read Bible sometimes, the stories are confusing completely. You read Bible sometimes, you're like, I don't get it, I don't think I know it. Okay, yes, I understand that is the reality of the matter, but please desire the sincere meaning. In fact, if you see a person that is saying, I'm a Christian, but is not trying hard to find more truth in the Bible yourself, you will see over time that person will only rely on hearsay. 
oh that pastor said that minister said that bishop said that man of god said but ask yourself what has god said that you have read that you can recall desire the word of god please go to church not asking just in this church any church where you can learn the word of god 